I wanted to be just like you, Sean. Pretty soon people were saying that I was going to be the next Sean Michaels. I grew out of wanting to be the next Sean Michaels. And I concentrated on becoming the first Chris Jericho. Sean Michaels, you tried to be the hero one too many times, Michaels. The sweet ten music. I'll see you at WrestleMania. So it's on. HBK, Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Welcome to Last Match Standing, the podcast where we review, relive, and rank the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time. As always, I'm Spencer. I'm Glenn Danzig. And I am the Ayatollah of Rock and Rolla. And today, we are coming to you from Safeco Field in Seattle, Washington on March 30th, 2003, WrestleMania 19, the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels in his first WrestleMania match in five years, four years, um, versus Chris five. Jericho. Five, yeah, yeah, five years. Five. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yeah. think of it that way. 1998. Yeah, there you go. First WrestleMania back. How do you like that? Do you remember the tagline for WrestleMania 19? Five years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dare to dream. Dare to dream. dream. <laughs> yeah. That's so terrible. fitting for That's... this incredible story. It's It's a good story. It's better than like, uh, twenty three, like all grown up. Ooh, all grown up. <laughs> oh, that was, that was so the terrible. year after big time. Yeah, I totally forgot I'm about all grown up. I I like the, those there's something kid about trailers. seeing like a a five year old smash together two glasses of milk. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> it's like literally the worst one ever. Oh, I kind of. It's so bad. The, the I kind of liked it, it but I, only, I'm going to be shamed. So I'm just gonna. It reminds me of uh, Stephanie McMahon's old theme. I'm all grown no, up no, now. Yeah. And I'm learn. It, it's really good. Like that, I, I miss that one. But I guess she's a little old for it now. Yeah. For it to, Welcome yeah. to the queendom yeah. where the kings uh, bow down. Uh, oh, is that? Everybody is look now or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. That's her song now. now. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know the lyrics of the new one. Yeah. It's, it's Welcome to the Queendom. So <laughs> That's terrible. This match is widely considered one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time, if not one of the greatest wrestling matches, period. For sure. Uh, I would definitely say it's uh, when you think of WrestleMania show stealers, um, this one's at the top of the list. Yeah, and this is it's got some stiff competition too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been looking at we've been eyeing this one since the very beginning and I'm kind of happy this one this one won out. Yeah, a brutally tough Twitter poll and yeah. of course, uh, you know, with with assist from our from our patrons, brutally tough. Um, several really, really good choices, but this one wins and I th- I think we're all glad that it did cuz it's it's really quite good. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you know what the original plan was for Jericho at Mania 19? I do. You do? I do. And it actually features uh, someone that was on our episode last week. It sure does. As a matter of fact, Mick Foley. <laughs> <Nope>. oh. Lita. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. Uh, I would watch Jericho versus Lita any day. Sign me up. 
Well, we see it later. <laughs> Don't we? Like, well, well yeah, Texas? actually, yeah, yeah. actually. Well, well, it was Jericho versus Trish, right? It was it was it was Trish and Lita versus Jericho and Christian that's had to battle the sexes. That's match. it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's all connected. It all makes sense. <laughs> but but you're right. It was the other person that we didn't mention, uh, and that is. Uh, Oh man, what's the referee's name? <laughs> Mickey. Uh, oh, I don't remember who's Cordero. Was it Mickey? No, it's no. Mickey. Uh, you know, not one, the Mickey one James, that, the one that counts. She play. didn't debut till a year later. Oh yeah, I, I forget the referee's. Who's I always want to say Mickey Rourke, but that's definitely Mickey not, not that no, guy. No, it's two thousand nine. Not his name. Yeah, but no, it was supposed to be Jericho and Edge. Yeah, it was supposed to be Jericho and Edge at WrestleMania nineteen. I'm I'm so curious to see how these two men's careers would have gone had that match taken place. Well, it did take place 10 years later. Right. But it it is interesting to think about, right? Because both of them were kind of at this point in their career where they were on the trajectory up, up, up. They were, you know, Jericho had already made it to the top of the mountain and Edge was being given more and more of a push as he went on. And so, man, I wish this match would have happened, but I'm really glad it didn't because... We got this instead. Yeah. This feud, guys. Yeah. I, listen, I I, I want to get there because there's plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about. But I did want to shout out a couple of things before we get really into it. Yeah. Uh, the first of which is that we had uh, a really cool message from from a, a, a Facebook follower of ours, uh, Alistair Edwards, um, who cool said name. to us, "Yeah, it's very good." Um, he said, "The podcast is great, guys. Like part of my weekly routine. Great, dude. Awesome. So nice. What Thank a nice you, guy, Alistair. You know, fantastic. Wholesome name. Wholesome message. There you are." And we approve that. Um, <laughs> also, uh, we got um, some really good feedback because if you remember uh, last, was it last week that we released? No, it was two weeks ago. I guess we did the WrestleMania uh, one uh, on the on the main on the main pod. We we did that tease, and uh, we had a response. Uh, Glorious AU on Twitter um, says, "I've seen very few matches from the early Manias, but the misery you guys go through makes last Mania standing worth it. Oh yeah. Uh, and of course he's talking about our <laughs> Patreon exclusive spinoff last Mania standing where we sit through, um, all every WrestleMania and we review, relive and rank them. And, uh, you know what, a little known fact about the first few WrestleManias is that they are all 12 hours long. Yes. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's verifiable. And about 11 hours of them are bear hugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Either bear hugs or you know, forty minute segments of no wrestling in them. You know, yeah. And and we have that almost quit the show. <laughs> Got, but but no, seriously, uh, they're a lot of fun, and and reliving yeah. them uh, is 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 a blast because we're able to find yeah. some yeah. some really interesting <laughs> moments. No, no, it's great because we're we're sitting down and watching them together. When we watched five with like separately, I I wanted to quit the show. <laughs> right, right, because because you've got nothing. You got you're just sitting there oh, watching it, and you're thinking, what is happening? Like it's night yeah. nineteen eighty nine or something. Yeah. And, oh and god, there's a. I don't want to spoil anything, but there is a match on that card that I was like, I'm I'm not writing anything down. I'm out. This. <laughs> Done. So out. I I left the room, went to the bathroom, and came back, and was still going on. So uh, <laughs> I took no notes. We review and watch the show, so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, you're welcome in advance. Uh, we also do a really cool ranking system there. It's a little bit different than what we do on the regular show, um, where it's a very scientific scientific method. Um, it's it's actual um, fact, and it cannot be argued based off of what our uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's our so proven system. that we've totally gotten it wrong every single time. It's great. 
I can't wait uh, to see to see how how much they really really change as we go on. But uh, uh, thanks, Gloria, to you for that. It was it was really nice. And also, speaking of Patreon, we have uh, the Patreon exclusive Jeopardy quiz is now on Patreon. That's right. Oh, uh, Paul that was, puts his title on the line. Yeah, that was so much fun. It was really a good time. <laughs> Hope did an incredible job there. Uh, so fun. And you you guys will be so surprised if you haven't heard any of our trivia episodes. Hope. Um, you know, you think we do a deep dive into, you know, our matches and the, and the wrestlers that we cover, but hope does like the deepest dive on the trivia, a man, she will ask some things that, that, I mean, listen, there's some of you that know all of it, I'm sure. But the three of us at this table, um, we think we know wrestling. I don't know. I feel like there was one question that we did that I don't think anybody's going to get right. A man, if you want to hear Landon, um, less than happy. You want to go <laughs> listen to these trivia episodes because he loves every second. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so oh, there you man. go. Uh, just a little housekeeping to take care of. Um, it, don't forget if you have, um, you know, if you're new to the show and you have match suggestions that you want to sh- shoot our way, please do that. You can do that on Twitter at Last Match Cast or Facebook the same way, um, or you can reach out via email um, at lastmatchstanding at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know how you're ranking these matches as we go. Um, you know, already episode 28, right? Episode know, 28. Right? We're we're almost halfway through season two already. It's blowing my mind. It's crazy. It is completely wild. Uh, but so 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 excited to start diving deep into uh, WrestleMania 19 and Michaels oh, yeah. and Jericho here. So the Jericho and Shawn Michaels feud was remembered so well, I believe, because of how real it is. Oh yeah, it's Jericho actually emulated Michaels in his early career. And it's it's almost like like we discussed in our HBK versus Triple H match, right? Sean's return in 2002 was originally booked as a one-off, but there was one man who was constantly in Sean's ear about coming back full time, and that man was Chris Jericho, because by this time Jericho he he'd already been to the top of the mountain, like like we were talking about, you know, him and Edge on similar trajectories. He He'd been there. He was the first ever undisputed champion. He beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. Damn right he did. I've never heard that before. And then he was took care of Stephanie's dog. <laughs> what? And jobbed Triple H at Mania. He took, Stephanie, wait, what? Stephanie's dog? He took care of her dog. and jobbed, Is that what they're calling it that, nowadays? No, no, no. He, no, that he, he actually yeah, that took happened. care of her dog, and then he jobbed clean Triple H two babies in a row. Yeah, he main evented WrestleMania with Triple H. And yeah, job. That's true. And a match that no one gave a shit about because they <laughs> just saw The Rock and, Steve and Hulk Hogan. That's an interesting point. It's like, which one of those do you put on last? Like, how, how do yeah. you... Well, they weren't expecting The Rock right. and Hogan to get that reaction. No, not at all. And you could tell because they're like, the whole time they're like, shit, they love this. Let's just pose. <laughs> <laughs> well, originally, uh, that match was supposed to go very, very differently, but because of the crowd reaction... Uh, Hogan and Rockbo said, we got to change this right now. <laughs> yeah, and it, they had a very memorable, legendary match. Right. Completely agree. Uh, only if you watch it with the sound on. <laughs> <laughs> if you mute the sound, it's not as good as you think. Oh, yeah. It's just one It's one of those, um, I think, moments, you know. And, and obviously, as it's been, now it's been, you know, 15, 16, 17 years since that match, things are very different in sure. wrestling now. So yeah, 2002. what was Oof. considered was something really 
special then. Um, it's not, it's it just doesn't. Not, it doesn't hold up in the it's ring. Not, it's not bad. It's just one of those that match is so iconic, memorable because like the entire time the crowd is a fever pitch. Right. Yeah. Like the moment they come out, they are a ten, mm-hmm. and they are a ten literally to the end of it, and then they get a standing ovation afterwards. Yeah. And I do think that has a lot to do with perception of okay. how great matches are. Same deal yeah. is you know. In my memory, the best time period of wrestling was when Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler were on commentary, and I don't think there's any mistake. That I don't think that's a mistake. I think that's probably has a lot to do with Jr. and Jerry Lawler on commentary. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, because I mean, how often when we when we do the show, how often do we um, reference things that they say? You know, I a think, lot. Yeah, I think like nine, nine, ten, <laughs> a, a lot of the time, and I and I think that's because we've connected. Um, these moments in these in these classic matches uh, with stories that they're telling, um, and I, and I think that's a good thing. And speaking of those two, they are on commentator tonight. They are, and you know who's the referee in this match is a short haired Charles. Uh, Robinson. Okay, okay, we got to talk about his hair. In Let's this talk match. about it. I, would, I, I think we need to. Okay, Charles Robinson's hair is a very important part of this match. Uh, well, it's an important part of his career. Okay, so I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but he's got like the George Clooney cut in this match, and it doesn't work. He needs to have that center part. His hair is too short. He's got like got to be glued in that bullshit because it's two thousand three. He looks like he looks like a clone of himself with a haircut. It's ter- it's terrible. <laughs> I remember watching. I'm like, is that Charles Robinson? No, he had better hair than that. And it close up. Referee Charles Robinson. Like, oh, Charles, what have you done? What have you done? I, what I did you do to your hair? Collectively, between the three men in this ring, the hair is just something to be marveled at. Go it's ahead. the most 2003 thing I've seen. <laughs> I mean, you've got you've got Charles Robinson with the clone, right? You've got his yeah, haircut. You've got Spartacus Sh- haircut. Shawn Michaels still has the mom cut. The bob. It's bad. Chris it's, Jericho has the blonde hair and the worst goatee. Oh, he's that stupid goatee and a soul patch. Did you notice like his ponytail at the end of it is dyed red? Yeah, uh, I did notice that. And I'm like, state of your hair. Well, and it's and he has like the the goatee, and it's it's thick on Raw, right? And it and it's thick in the promo package. No, but he, 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 you know, he twisted, braided he it. He braided it up. It looks so bad. It looks oh, so stupid. Oh god, <laughs> it just looks so stupid. And so I mean, listen, if you take anything away from this episode, it's that if we're ranking the 100 greatest wrestling matches of all time, uh, this hair should disqualify it. We are, yeah, we're gonna shit over their hair. <laughs> I'll say Sean's hair is much better here than it was at Survivor Series. Oh yeah, it's grown a little bit. It's grown well, a little he's, bit. Survivor he's had about five like, months to grow it. Out. Oh boy! All this to say, by the time WrestleMania 19 was rolling around, Chris Jericho is arguably at his prime. I think so. But as a lifelong Shawn Michaels fan, he could not pass up the opportunity to prove him to himself that he could stand toe to toe with his idol, despite all he had accomplished. He was nothing if he could not beat Mr. WrestleMania. You know what I think is really good here is that that's such an easy story to tell. Yeah. It's, it's one that I think, I mean, people it's real. play it out all the time in real life. You know, whether it's, whether it's something simple like a freshman in high school and there's a senior in high school and you yeah. finally play basketball together and you try to beat him, right? Or, or, it's, or it's something like this where it happens with athletes all the time. Um, and the thing that wrestling provides us that maybe other sports don't in a lot of instances is the ability to do that, to step into the arena at the same time as your idol. You know, golf does that sometimes because they can play longer. Baseball does that occasionally. Yeah. Um, but the other sports, you're, you retire too young. Yeah, because the 
because the game's a lot more physical and violent on your body. Right. So, um, you know, it's so, so cool that we get this. And, and I think when I think about our list and I think about the stories that are told, you know, I think this one is is super compelling and really easy to tell. And, and the only other match that I think of that's got the super easy story to tell that everyone can relate to is Brett and Owen. Yeah, the brothers. I think the best metaphor for this match, uh, I'm going to quote Lawler on this one. So, you know, whenever you have a pride of lions and then, you know, you, ha- you have that one lion that's kind of ahead of the pride. And then this young new male lion walks into the pride and kind of says, hey, I- I'm going to take in charge now. Two things. A pride is run by a matriarch. <laughs> it's all women. Well, <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there. But I know what he was trying to say, which was <laughs> when you have the, ma- the male lion who's in charge of the pack, not the pride. When you have the younger line who comes up and it's kind of like, hey, I'm going to challenge you to see if I can lead the pack. And if I win, I'm going to eat your children. That's what he was trying to say, minus the eating of the children part. Well, and I appreciated the lion metaphor because it's something that Chris Jericho has kind of carried with him throughout his career. Well, yeah. I was, I was going to say it's, it's fair because in Mexico he was Lionheart. Correct. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I think this match does a really great job of taking the stories of both men's careers up to this point and having this match be the culmination for both of these guys. I agree. I feel like when Sean comes to the ring with his confetti shots, okay, we get like, he does four of them. And then the the fifth and sixth one don't work. (laughs) He's kind of starts crying. That's him losing his smile in 96. And then uh, (laughs) then he fires the last one, 97. That's him posing in Playgirl. (laughs) (laughs) That one shot off real good. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like it's a metaphor for his, uh, his career in the 90s. And, uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone oh, has ever read boy. into that that close, but damn, you might <laughs> I be right. Love that so much. Oh, boy. oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, the first one not going off, that's him <laughs> That's him getting beaten up in Syracuse in 95. <laughs> 96 is him losing the smile. And then, of course, 97, Playgirl and uh, SummerSlam. But, but hey, this was HBK's first Mania back. <laughs> yep, five years. And actually, it, it's funny. Because he fires five confetti cans. Quick corpse, Spencer. <laughs> I'm still out. It's still really funny. Oh, it's boy. it's funny because the angle Jericho takes to build up for this match is that HPK is old. He's worn down. He can't hang anymore. He's like 33. He's five years <laughs> older than Jericho. Yeah, right. He's like that is the really interesting thing is that the whole story he's in his is early like, 30s here. The whole story well, no, is Jericho, is, Jericho is like, idolizes Shawn Michaels. But Jericho is 33. Yeah. Like Shawn is like 37. Shawn is like 37. So he's, he's not even that Jericho. old. Right. It's it's very interesting because it, they do tell the story. You would think that the way they tell the story, Jericho's twenty one and Shawn Michaels is forty. <laughs> no. and that's just not. They're literally case. five years apart. You've got a man in his early thirties and a man in his late thirties. But even better is if you look at Jericho now, he's much older than Shawn was going into WrestleMania. Much well, yeah, he's forty nine. Yeah, and he looks like. He's <laughs> oh, God, I saw great pictures like Chris in like I think like 2015 or 2016 when he was still looked he still looked like Chris Jericho and then him now like what happened and I'm like he's 49. <laughs> but you the know, thing is, what do, you, what do you mean? What happened? The thing is, he's, he's still going strong. He's still 50. the most charismatic man to walk into any room he walks into. He's the youngest. AEW champion in history. He is That's the youngest AEW champion in history. Just argued. like I'm the youngest champion in last match standing history. Well, he's the youngest AEW men's world champion in history. Yes, that is true. Because Rio is 22. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, I, to that point, though, and just to talk about Chris Jericho and how he's 49 and still doing incredible things, um, you know, I th- and I think we've, we've talked about this, and maybe not on the podcast itself, but we've talked about this in general, about how I don't think there's been a, anyone in the history of the business that's reinvented himself um, so many times, yeah. so successfully, um, like like Jericho has. Definitely successfully. I mean, like- Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we've obviously seen guys that have, come back over and over again in different carnations but uh, but Jericho has been successful in almost all of them. Oh yeah. Um which has been I mean a testament to him for sure. Uh but when you talk about charisma, you put these two guys in the ring and there's more than enough charisma to fill a locker room just between the two of them. And and you know Jerry Lawler or uh I'm sorry, JR says in the beginning, um I don't know if he's trying to oh, I'm so sorry. Uh he says um I don't know if Safeco Field is big enough to hold the egos of these two athletes. I love that <laughs> line. Jerry King Lawler. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. When it comes to this match, I feel like there are two quotes that sum it up. First one is, was that the original or was it Memorex? <laughs> 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 that, is a, that is a very dated reference. And the other one is, <laughs> I believe that imitation is the serious form of flattery, but not if you can do it better. Damn, really that tells good. the story of this match. Like really good. That sums this match up. It really does. I will say, you can always leave it to Jerry the King Lawler to, to remind you of what year it is. <laughs> uh, those are both Lawler quotes too. Damn it, fuck. <laughs> well, the the name of the field sort of also kind of because it's no longer called yeah Safeco no, Field. Is this, isn't this AT and T now or something like well, that? AT and T San Francisco. Uh, uh, where do the Mariners play now? Is oh, it? Oh hell, what's it called? I don't remember. I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't we'll know, but didn't they just go there like last year in Seattle? Yeah, it, no, they were they were in San Francisco last year. Yeah. yeah, for the Rumble, and they were in Houston this year. So Spencer's going to tell us. Maybe. Yeah, it's super important information, and I'm glad and I'm happy to tell you that the Seattle Mariners, of course, and I don't know why we didn't think of this. They play at T-Mobile Park. T-Mobile, T-Mobile, T-Mobile. See, I, I was I thought AT and T, but no, no, no. It is yeah, it's T-Mobile Park. Company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A different phone company, the yeah. pink one. The pink <laughs> um, one. Everyone's watching to buy them out. Like, no. Have you been in a T-Mobile <laughs> store lately? It is the pinkest. You walk in and it's like you just got blown into a Kirby. It's like what say, the hell like, just happened? Is Bret Hart running? Oh or? my! <laughs> <laughs> Take the joke out of my mouth. I love pink it. and black attack, yeah, baby. That's Woo! It. <laughs> so this feud started when Jericho declares that he is entering the Royal Rumble. Oh, I remember this and. Sean comes out. Well, well, okay. Actually, technically, it's Shawn Michaels comes out and tries to fight Triple H. Yeah, that's what it is. So he calls out Triple H. Jericho comes into the ring and starts beating him down and saying, "Oh, you're old, whatever." But after this, Jericho declares that he's entering the Rumble. Sean says, "You know what? If you really want to prove to yourself that you're the best, you should be number one. Try entering the Rumble at number one because if you don't, I will." Oh, so next week on Raw, Vince makes an over-the-top rope challenge. Apparently, this one wasn't a battle royal. Just by the way, it was a challenge. Uh, <laughs> with the winner getting to choose any number in the Rumble except number one, because HBK already secured that spot. Of course, Jericho goes on to win the over-the-top rope challenge, which was obviously designed for him. Oh, yeah. And uh, declares that he will enter at number two because Sean was right. And if he was going to prove that he really is better than the showstopper, he has to outlast him in the rumble. I would like to say. Well, technically he does. 
That's that's true. <laughs> I, I would like to say that I actually think this feud, technically, I think you could say, starts just a little bit before that. Okay. Um, Survivor Series, 2002. Survivor Series. The Elimination Chamber match. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, wins the World Heavyweight Championship in that match. Chris Jericho's in that match as well. Yes, he is. You know who he gets eliminated by? Sean Michaels. Shawn Michaels. Interesting. To be fair, like half the competitors were eliminated by him. That's a really good point, yeah. though, because it's Jericho that comes out and interrupts Sean to kick this whole thing off. So I guess you could say that had been eating at him ever since November. It makes it feel a little less random. Sure. And there's a little bri- there's a bridge that you can build there. I, for sure. I, love, the, I, I love the breadcrumb. Yeah. If I recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, so Sean comes out first. If I remember correctly... Jericho's music hits, but he's behind Sean and immediately throws him out. So, am I correct? Is that this year? Well, y- kind of. You're you're very much close. Very it because, close. Because uh, you're right. Jericho's music hits, but Jericho doesn't come out. Christian comes out. Oh, that's right. He comes out. Yeah. And he's like doing the pose, turns yep. around, and it's Christian. And then Jericho's already in the ring and just throws Sean Jericho out immediately. Jericho attacks him. Well, he doesn't throw him out immediately, but he he hits him with a chair. He bloodies him up. Yeah, he, yeah it's nasty. <laughs> just kills him. Yeah, and cause, but Sean does only lasts like two and a half minutes. Right. Like as soon as he comes in the ring, he's like. <laughs> That's, that's, that's the blood coming from every orifice. <laughs> uh, is that what is that what oozing blood sounds like? Yes. I, I see. I'm not even looking at Paul, and I, that's exactly what I got from it. So that's imagine good. a geyser of blood coming out of my forehead. I'm talking like mass transit levels of blood. That's, what did did oh uh, did Undertaker just punch Vince McMahon's forehead again? <laughs> he would a few months later. This <laughs> <He sure would. laughs> is 2003, baby. Uh, but yeah. That being said, about halfway through the Rumble. Michaels comes out and costs Jericho the match as he's eliminated by Test thanks to the HBK distraction. I thought it was going to be thanks to the steroids, but hey. Oh, oh. You're, you're, ooh, well, that's you. <laughs> uh, such a great use of the Rumble to build a storyline into Mania. Boy, do we love that. It's the best. Yeah. You know what? And you it's know what it's designed for. It, it is. It is. And you know what the other uh, Royal Rumble build that we love so much is Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle just two years later. Ooh. Yeah. That's a really great one. Oh, that yeah. one's done really well. Oh, we're never going to talk about that match, guys. Come not right. at all. <laughs> that, that wouldn't possibly end up on this list. No. It's not my Twitter background or anything like that. <laughs> uh, but <It> is. Jericho... <laughs> Jericho may have been the perfect <laughs> opponent for Sean for his WrestleMania return match. I think so. If for no other reason than the serious threat that Jericho poses thanks to the signature submission, The Walls of Jericho. I mean, coming back from a severe back injury after being thrown into the ring with someone who specializes in torturing his opponent's spine. You know, that's, that's not exactly my idea of an ideal comeback. No, no. It, it's not. And, Jer- and Jericho actually says after this match, um, like in interviews later, he says I, that he thinks that he was the perfect uh, opponent for Sean for his WrestleMania return match. But he also thinks that Sean was the perfect opponent for him sure. at this point in his career. And, and, I, and I don't think he's wrong. I think they feed off of each other very well. And I just wanted to go back to... Um, you know, you talked about when when Jericho comes out and interrupts Shawn Michaels because um, they're supposed to. It's just supposed to be a one time thing. Like it's not supposed to be a big deal. Uh, but when they they go to the back afterwards, um, the first person Shawn sees is Vince, who's you know at Gorilla, and uh, and Vince just looks at Shawn and says, uh, "Did you feel that? Did you feel that?" And Shawn says, "What?" And then this time Chris Chris Jericho's come back, and Jericho says, "I think we've got something here." And and that's what led them to the WrestleMania match over over Edge because of that moment in the ring where they they felt that chemistry 
Um, and that's and that's how they get on the road. <laughs> I just think wow. it's funny that like Sean, like, wait, what, felt, what, what do you mean? I mean, hey, he's only had like what well, at this point he's had what like four or five matches. So. Yeah, and all against Triple H or yeah. the, the you know elimination chamber. There hasn't been much. But I mean, what a perfect point. It's like the stars aligned for Jericho at his prime, HBK at his prime. Still in there, mm-hmm. yeah. Just for them to be able to have this match on this stage telling this story, it was just the perfect setup. I think so. I'm glad that we got it. And I have some interesting numbers to throw out to you guys. So this is Sean's 10th WrestleMania appearance. Okay. It's Jericho's fourth, which is ironic because it's Shawn Michaels' fourth appearance in the podcast. Jericho's first, but if you take 10 plus 4 is 14. Okay, 14, two men. 14 times 2 is 28, episode 28. (laughs) How the hell did you do that? no other match we could have done where these numbers... A line. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> As Steiner once said, the numbers don't lie. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're just you're just not, you did that. You're just not wrong. You're just not wrong. I, mean, I wrote I would like someone to tell me he's wrong. Can I'm not put it's that it's on a t-shirt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, there are two things, two very like big things when, when um, Jericho is and and Sean are making their entrances down in the ring here uh, for WrestleMania, and uh, it's just it's two lines that the commentators say, and you know Jerry King, Jerry Lawler, and and um, and Jim Ross, and uh, one of them is talking about Sean, and it says uh, he has always been a showstopper, but this match could be a show stealer. It was, it is, and it was. Uh, the other one is <laughs> Jerry Lawler asked about WrestleMania the movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, are they filming the, WrestleMania the all movie? All these f- uh, Hollywood cameras, are they filming WrestleMania the movie? And then JR just does nothing. Res- nothing. <laughs> There's like three seconds of silence, and then Shawn Michaels comes out. Was there WrestleMania the movie? I, was was there know. one? Well, I mean, we got WrestleMania 21 that was kind of... WrestleMania 37 is going to be in Hollywood. I'm well, excited, well, yeah. Well, I know they were like filming for... They always like film documentary stuff. Sure. Um, yeah. If you watch, I know Sean had documentary. I think they're doing a documentary about Sean's return. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because if you watch like Heartbreak and Triumph, there's a lot of backstage mm-hmm. footage from the, like he he they put stuff from all of this stuff, but there's a lot of backstage footage, a lot of interviews by both of them about this match. Well, th- speaking about things going on backstage at WrestleMania 19, did you guys catch the segment that happened before this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer remembers. <laughs> I, well, I first of all, uh, I didn't until I rewatched this match <laughs> and, and the and the preceding segment, and um, it's not good. It's Tori oh. Wilson, Stacy Keebler, and the Miller Lite girls. Oh, mm-mm. the Miller Lite catfight girls. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, those are different branding. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that rhymes. I guess they had it had to be the Miller Lite catfight girls, right? Uh, they're arguing over who started WrestleMania, Vince McMahon or Hulk Hogan. It, I mean, who? Listen. Hulk Hogan. Uh, Vince McMahon. Hulk Hogan. Vince McMahon. Hulk Hogan. That's what she says. Vince McMahon started WrestleMania after he booked the SuperCard, so Vince did. It's Hogan may have ended it with five other people. A hugely 
cringeworthy segment. It's it's bad. I think it would have been cringe. I I say that. I think this it would have been cringeworthy for me then. But I, in twenty twenty eyes, it's this, oh boy. No, this is like sub like porn parody acting here. It's bad. Yeah. And we're only fifteen episodes away from it <laughs> on the Patreon exclusive Last Mania standing. So yeah, if you want to see there. what we rate it, boy, you will be in for a fun one. I, I'm going to give it a ten probably. <laughs> I'll give it a negative 10. Lose <laughs> <laughs> points. That's a, that's a valid question. Yeah, you asked me earlier, like, are we going to do negative points? I'm like, you got to tune in to find out. <laughs> <laughs> we just might. Um, but speaking of WrestleMania 19, seriously, yeah. that set was so perfect. It really is. good. It's simplistic, but it still has that WrestleMania feel. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Was this like a semi-outdoor venue? Yeah. Because part of it was open, yeah. but it was still covered. And I love the like curved ramp. You know they have to take I do that too. turn. Yeah, I was gonna I say Safeco Field has a retractable roof. Oh, is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, gotcha. A lot of those baseball stadiums, especially out west, have them because, especially in Seattle, where it rains every day. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like down got here. To. Good yeah, point. Yeah, got to. They would they would never play anything <laughs> <They'd never laughs> <play> if <laughs> if they did. Football, they don't care, but baseball, huh? Yeah. It's rain like they can't play. Uh, Shawn Michaels has the best entrance gear. This is like the same kind of stuff he was wearing in like '97. It's it's just the best. Like, it, it, and you know, I, when he came out, I was kind of having flashbacks to the WrestleMania 19 video game on GameCube. Oh, Ooh. boy! It was it was an interesting time for wrestling video gaming, right? Xbox, PlayStation 2, and GameCube all had different games. You remember this? Yes, mm-hmm. I do remember this. PlayStation had the SmackDown series. Xbox had the Raw games, and GameCube. Was all kind of different stuff. <laughs> they uh, had you know, I I feel like backstage assaults. Yeah, well, this. it was it was like the WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania 19, and then they were like, "Oh, that's not working. How about Day, Day of, of Reckoning? Reckoning?" I loved oh. Day of Reckoning. I did Day too. of Reckoning too. Those games were badass. Randy Orton was so good on those games. <laughs> that's all I remember. I wonder why. Yeah, uh, man, loved those a whole lot. I I think I played the Raw. Xbox game once in my whole life, probably. Yeah. The first one's okay. The second one was pretty good. Yeah. And I then know. they just like, let's just make SmackDown versus Raw. Every platform. Hey. But I don't know. See, Smack- SmackDown Shut Your Mouth is probably my favorite wrestling game of all time. It, it might it's, be. It's between that and like No Mercy on 64. Uh, SmackDown Here Comes the Pain is yeah, my personal favorite. You could jump up a helicopter in that one. Ooh, in Times Square. Oh, yeah. Also, you could make Goku. They had his hair. <laughs> they, had, they, they did have his they hair. Had, they had his hair, like bo- both, like Super Saiyan and non Super Saiyan. And uh, I, I think I, I may have made him. There was one point <laughs> where I could have sworn they had like Lig- Liger's mask. Liger's mask is in every single game. It is. You can make Liger literally in any of those SmackDown games, and you could do his move set, but you can't find his name. Boy, I I would I would right now. Sit down. I've actually considered getting a, another PlayStation Two. I, I know PS Five is supposed to be backwards compatible, whatever. But uh, and just be. and just playing SmackDown. Here comes the pain. You know what? If that is something that sounds interesting to you, listeners, and you want us to do that, maybe we'll we'll find a way to make that happen. We'll put it on our YouTube channel. We'll oh, just, for sure. That'd just be easy us to do. goofing around on the the classic wrestling oh, yeah. games. Yeah, we I'll would probably win. But oh, okay. I, I was I was so good at Here Comes the Pain. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I say that with no shame. <laughs> did you did you play as Brock Lesnar every time and just German suplex people three times in a row uh, and then pin for the win? No, 
That that no, that's two K twenty. He I don't think they gave him that move in those older. He things. was he was pretty OP in Here Comes the Pain. He was the strongest he guy. Oh, maybe other than the Rock, because I remember pretty the much if you were dead. up against the Rock and you took a Rock Bottom, you lose. That's essentially the that's way every that game, game worked. Though. You know, I think um, I no think no one kicks out of the Rock Bottom. What we should do is um, is is get that game, uh, have a triple threat match, and I'll I'll play I'll be um, you know. American a badass Undertaker. Big Evil. Yeah. Booker Red. Uh, Landon, you can be, I don't know, Roddy Piper. And <laughs> Paul, uh, I, Jimmy Snooker. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Oh. That's who he deserves to be. Oh, I got a funny story about that. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you don't. Moving on. <laughs> we had some more Twitter interactions about that. And uh, I had to pull the curtain back a little bit. Uh, uh, we had to up. cut some jokes out the last episode. Oh, boy. I, I, sorry, I set it back up for you because it's just too good. The uh, I, I did love though, as we talked about the four, the classic misfire of the third confetti gun. Like it's, it's literally the third boom, and the fourth. Boom, yeah. misfire, <laughs> shrug, <laughs> boom. I don't know. Misfire. <laughs> like begs for the last one. Last Lord. one, please. Bam. Yeah. See, I don't yeah. know. The, no, see, I yeah. I actually didn't catch the crying. I saw the misfire, and then oh, he no, looked he, at the camera and he shrugged. Yeah, the, the, that's the, what I got. Goes to the other side, won't fire. He's like. Oh, okay. Close it down. It's pretty funny. But actually, when this is happening, when they flash to to Jericho in the ring, Jericho flips Michaels off while this is happening. Yeah, because he's like, "What the? F- what are you doing? <laughs> Come on, let's let's, let's fight." <laughs> so yeah, it's probably probably not intentional misfire, but the comedic timing from HBK is just flawless. Yeah, and you know, he, and he does that. He does that thing where he still does this when he comes down to the ring, where pretends he acts he's like, out of breath. Yeah, pretends he's out of breath when he gets in the ring. You're like, you know, like old. It's been you know, it, and it kind of makes it still makes me. It's wonderful. Yeah, it still makes me. Chuckle. I mean, it's a long ramp. <laughs> There it is. I, I don't know. He's only like 36 years old here. <laughs> That's a long way to go. <laughs> and early on, uh, a deep arm drag takedown from Jericho kind of sets the tone. Uh, yeah. It shows that Jericho is taking this match very seriously. And he he isn't trying to, to, to play to the crowd or intimidate Michaels by playing like this cocky character that we've known him to be. He takes HBK to the mat. And shows him he means business. And you know what? Michaels is game. Well, what, what's, I, what's, no, hang on. He is game, but he immediately goes in, the, he goes in the corner. Yeah, yeah. And he <laughs> and goes, like, like a lawn chair, like laying down like, you can't beat me. Yeah, he lays on the top rope. And like, yeah, you're right. Jericho is very serious and he's ready to, to, to game one. But Michaels is like, oh, boy. I'll sweat you. Come on. <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty <laughs> much. like that. Uh, uh, Lily, like, kind of, hey, I'm going to bring it down a peg or two. <laughs> yeah, but but then once Michaels, you know, does get in there, they do go back and forth, and it's really good. To start. Uh, I think my favorite moment is, because for the most part, it's like headlocks, uh, arm drags, hip tosses. It's like, it's wrestling, which is really funny, because King's like, I just came out, and they, they started trying to out-wrestle each other. Why does that sound uh, strange to you, King? I just haven't seen it in a long time. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he does say that. And I'm <laughs> like. Oh, we are in Riz's aggression era, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> Every match started with trading blows. Like, oh, they're actually just wrestling. I haven't seen that in a long time there. They are. Uh, but in the video package that Jericho shows on Raw, that he, he does this thing where he's just like, you know, I've emulated you ever since I was I was I first started. You know, I, I did all these the same moves as you. And he shows this like a side by side thing, and he yep. shows Sean doing a move, and then immediately shows Jericho doing that same move in his early career. Mm-hmm. And in this match, very early on, um, Sean 
hits the crossbody off the top rope and gets rolled through into a pin. Oh yeah. This is one of the segments that they showed you in the side by side. I mean, just a wonderful, beautiful, continuous storytelling. I just I, I just there's, there's one moment in this match that really is like okay, that's that's the moment where because we you mentioned how Jericho's very, very serious and Sean is kinda like <laughs> stupid kid, you can't beat me. There's a beautiful moment where Sean's going to go do leapfrogs. Sean leaps over Jer- Chris. Chris comes back to leap over. Stops. Slaps the shit out of Sean. Yeah. And he goes from the, <laughs> to the, all right, that's how it's going to be. He literally has blood coming out of his mouth. After he slaps him. And you can literally see him. He says, that's how it's going to be. Well, this is when Jericho starts to focus on Michael's back, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for, well, you get walls of Jericho, backbreakers, and even more subtle things like the rear chin lock with the knee placement. Yep. Perfectly on Michael's spine. Uh, another segment I absolutely love. <laughs> and it, after this, Jericho lifts up Michael's for a suplex, which, I mean, you got to think, at this point, after so much damage has been done to your back, a suplex is going to hurt like hell. Especially, yeah. like, the, I mean... I'm going to say delayed. It's not that much delay, but very similar to what we saw in the uh, match with John Cena, where he kind of like holds him almost horizontal and then just kind of muscles him over. Well, but he doesn't muscle him all the way over because Michaels is able to roll forward for an inside DDT. Yeah. And oh, it looks really good. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. It was really good. Uh, then I think one of my favorite moments in this entire match is uh, Sean throws Jericho over the top rope. It's going to go for a tope. Jericho like rolls back to the. <laughs> To the announce table, and he's like, Haha, outsmarted you. And he turns around and hits a baseball slide. Yeah, and it's kind of like you see this kind of cat and mouse game being played. Every oh, yeah, time beautiful. every time Jericho tries to take the upper hand, Michaels has the answer. He's consistently outsmarting the younger uh the, the younger player here. Like he's just Jericho and Jericho's trying to this is the story they're telling. Mm-hmm. Jericho's trying to make it up to Shawn Michaels' level and surpass his idol, and he's just not getting it done. No. It, just, it adds a layer of storytelling to this already fantastic technical masterpiece that's going on. It just it elevates the performance to the next level. Oh, I agree. But you're absolutely right. This is like literally the moment where Jericho says, all right, fine, I'm going to kill your back. Yeah. <laughs> and Shawn responds with a figure four leg lock. <laughs> Which is just good. You know, I just like the figure four, just in general. So it was, you know, and so to once Jericho gets momentum for for Michaels to to kind of put the brakes on Jericho's momentum with the figure four was was good, uh, and, and and I and I I liked it. And and Sean, oh, it's great. And they play back and forth off each other so well. You know, <clears throat> um, Jericho tries to throw Sean uh, over the top rope, like out of the ring. Sean catches it and he goes to skin the cat as Sean Michaels does, right? But Jericho's there, so he actually pulls Jericho <gasps> oh, over with the head beautiful. scissors and then skins the cat and immediately so dives like outside the <laughs> ring on top of Jericho and hits Insane. it. It's so good and it happens so quickly. It was I just really, you know, it's just there's that mind game that's happening there at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, it's really really cool to watch. And I know a lot of people to this day refuse to admit how good Sean is. But when you watch matches like this, you're like, yeah, there's a reason why he's considered to be one of the greatest of all time. There's a reason this is the fourth Shawn Michaels match on this podcast. Yeah, and it's right. not the last one that's going to be on there either. I can think of at least three more off the top of my head that will definitely make this list. I love the moment where Jericho hits a flying forearm and then does the kip up. Kips up. Does the pose. But while showboating, Michaels kips up and gives him the receipt forearm kip up. Yeah. <laughs> 
What I love though is whenever Jericho kips up, he has to press his hands down to get that little boost. Sean doesn't do that. Nope. Sean was able to do it without using his hands. It's like, who's more athletic, brother? <laughs> you know this uh, that this moment happens after Jericho's put the wall put the walls on outside. Oh yeah, the ring. he reversed a drop kick into the walls. I'm like, yeah, oh. on the outside, right? Jericho does a, a great springboard triangle drop kick to Michaels, uh, who, who gets thrown back on the outside. Uh, but then something really good happens, and it's right before the forearm spot that you're talking about. Uh, you know, Jericho has Michaels on the mat, and Jericho is just looking at Michaels and saying. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. And this is when I'm better than you. Exactly. And Jr. Who's he trying to convince? I don't know if he's trying to convince Shawn Michaels or himself. Yeah, but I love it because on the outside, and uh, he breaks the hold, runs to the ring, gets in right in the face. You're not gonna count me out. You're not gonna count me out. I'm gonna beat him because I'm better. And then he rolls back out, and they start brawling again. <laughs> we do get a Michaels moonsault Ooh, after uh, the forearm. So good. Another one of those moves that. They show yes in the package, yeah, where yeah. Shawn Michaels does the moonsault and Jericho also uses the moonsault to emulate him. And and Jericho, you know, sort of has taken his own tweak on it with the lion salt. And we actually do see the bulldog to set up the lion salt in yes, this match, do. which it was really nice seeing that because guess yeah. what? I haven't seen that in a long time. Mm-hmm. He still does it. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing though; he doesn't very often anymore. Because one of the greatest things about Chris Jericho, it makes him one of the best wrestlers of all time, is you're guaranteed that Jericho will never look the same as he did 12 months before. Pretty yeah, much. He's yeah, constantly reinventing himself. He's constantly evolving. This includes his, uh, his in-ring style. You know, Look at his work in Japan, and then watch this match, and then go watch his 2007 run with the introduction of the Codebreaker, and then watch his work with Kevin Owens, and then look at him now. He's totally different. In every phase, honestly, every year, every single year, every 12 months, he reinvents himself. It's crazy. Nobody, There's nobody like him. Nobody. He's not even like himself three years right. prior. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. It's crazy. I mean, like two years later, he's unrecognizable. And he he can deliver one hell of a Northern Light suplex. Oh, yes, he boy. can, but I'm so glad you mentioned that because I cannot remember the last time I saw this sequence. Northern Light suplex, bridge pin, and then Sean powers out. Into a backslide. When's the last time you saw that? It was gorgeous. It's been a while. And but that's every a time I see sequence. it, I'm just like, good lord, the amount of core strength on both of these men to do that. That is not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, another move that kind of took my breath away was the double underhook backbreaker. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. And you know what that, uh, what that leads to is Jericho going to the top rope. And he does a diving uh, reverse elbow to Shawn Michaels. Almost... Like Shawn Michaels does his diving elbow drop, right? So Jericho hits this when he does the, elbow. the cocky pin. I'm yeah. like, you're not going to beat him with that, Chris. <laughs> I do love Chris Jericho's cocky pin. Yes, every time, <laughs> every time. It's only better when he yells, "I'm the king of the world." When he does it, yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, I just love this because uh, as this is going on, he like <laughs> does the fucking pose. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? Shawn like kind of gets back up and then like just big back body drop immediately. <laughs> And he does the inverted atomic drop. I'm like, okay, moonsault. I'm like, here we go. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. Oh, no, the lion salt. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, and it stifles it. But, oh, yeah. but it, it shows you, it tells you the story how well they know, or how well Chris Jericho definitely yeah, knows Shawn Michaels. They're both able to cut each other off because they, yeah. like, uh, King even says it at one point, if these two are basically the same guy, then they both know what the next one's going to do. And yes. he's right because they keep cutting each other off. And as, that is, that is, never 
done quite as well as whenever Sean, don't know why he's going for her and Kirana, but immediately turned into the walls. Yeah. Immediately. Like, what were you thinking? It's the second time you've, you've had to move reverse into this. Mm-hmm. Center of the ring. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. I love this because uh, so he gets the ropes. So Jericho's like, all right, fine, I'll break. Goes for it again. Inside cradle pin. Like, there we go. Aha. See? It's that cl- crafty old veteran knows how to reverse anything. And I just love this because he does it again. And this time, Sean's getting the ropes. Jericho, nah, drags him back to the middle of that ring and then sits down and gets deeper. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's how it's done. Yep. Yeah. And I like that he didn't just start off with it that way. It's it's sort of the walls just kind of evolve as the match goes on. Yeah, and like, it's like whenever he hits peak desperation, he's like, I need to sink this in seriously. Well, like when he normally when Jericho will do it, he'll do like, you know, the old the, old, the lion tamer where you're basically like turned sideways. But when he's like, No, fuck you, he will like just sit on your lower back and just lean lean into it as hard as he can. And I'm like, if you have a surgically repaired lower back, that's gonna hurt. I honestly think the lion tamer looks more brutal when he's got one it knee. Mm-hmm. Well, on, ugh, do you know why he doesn't do the neck li- bending? Do you know why he doesn't do the lion tamer anymore? It hurts like hell. No, no, his feud with Kane. What he, happened in his feud with Kane? Kane was too big to put in the move. Oh, so he figured, well, if I just do a traditional Boston crab, right. I can do it to anyone, and it'll look the same every time. He'll break out the lion tamer like when he feud with Daniel Bryan. He used the lion tamer. Okay, I got you. Because, yeah, when he started doing that move, I suppose, is whenever he was doing his junior heavyweight run. Yeah, where the yeah. guys were yeah. as same size or smaller than him where he could right. do it. But once you start wrestling guys like Kane, you Makes can't, sense. he's too big. He's mm-hmm. double his size. Makes sense. But I love because he broke the lion tamer and the Daniel Bryan feud, and he was like, oh, he's in the lion tamer. He broke it out when him and Kevin were feuding. And once again, it's like, oh, he never does this. He broke it out in Japan. Yeah, like he only did that. He did not. He did the lion tamer in Japan, and he broke it out in the full gear match with Cody. And it was like, all right, that's it. And that's whenever MJF throws in the towel, and you're like, well, he has to because Cody's got a massive cut above his eye and is losing a lot of blood. And now he's the fucking lion tamer. That's a great match. There's a there's a point though where he reaches, like I was mentioning, peak desperation, and Jericho is begging Charles Robinson. To say that Michael's tapped out. He's like, no, he tapped out. I'm telling you, you've got to say he tapped out. It's so good. <laughs> and what does he do? Does a reverse top of elbow. And then he tunes with the band. He does. And while Michael's is getting up, you know, Jericho's tuning up the band and everybody's like, no. Like, surely, surely he's not, not going to hit this. And then he, he adds his own little flair with a little the stutter step. Oh, uh, he does do the stutter which step. Which is great. It looks good. Which is great. And then... Shocking the hell out of me! He fucking nails. He it. hits it. <laughs> he hits that sweet chin music, and that's right? when we get the imitation, the sincerest form of flattery, but not if you can do it better. Yeah, so good and unexpected, like unexpected, right? Uh, Shawn Michaels kicks out, and Jericho then tries to um, to hit Michaels with a back suplex off the top rope, oh. which Michaels oh, reverses. Oh, 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 oh. It's like a face buster yeah. lands like, on his face. cross body, but it is. Uh, he, he, his body lands on Jericho's He lands face. on his face, and Jericho is bleeding. <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens. You, <laughs> you can notice, see it. You can see the blood on Sean's uh-huh. arm. <laughs> Jericho keeps like rubbing his mouth. He's Still. It was not a it was not a nice landing. No, it's it not wasn't. pretty at all. Uh, but Michaels gets gets the momentum now, right? And he and he's he's on the comeback, and he goes up to the top rope to to get the elbow drop, the patent elbow that everyone's waiting for. Uh, and Jericho 
pushes Charles Robinson into oh, the ropes. Oh, that no good son of a bitch. And, and King says something here. He says, you have to admit, there was a day when Shawn Michaels would have done that exact same thing. Yeah. And he's, and he's absolutely 97, right. 97, Shawn Michaels. Wow. What, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. But what a really great thread to tie in here mm-hmm. in that you can almost see Chris Jericho as the old Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And so you're almost watching the early 90s Shawn Michaels early to mid 90s Shawn Michaels versus the present day Shawn Michaels. Pretty much. Uh, what I really loved is whenever Shawn finally finally does hit that patented elbow and he starts tuning the original oh. band up. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he tunes that band up but when he goes for that kick. Nope. Walls Jericho. Fuck you. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. But not before King says, and it ain't Limp Biscuit. It's Shawn Michaels with his own speech. <laughs> He's tuning oh, up the band, yeah. but, uh, and it ain't Limp Biscuit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. They're on after this. Uh, but yeah, but uh, Jericho gets uh, this. Uh, Shawn gets to the ropes, and this is whenever Jericho is just begging yeah. Charles to say he, kicked, he, he tapped out. He can't believe it. And then we get a jump scare sweet chin music. Yeah, <laughs> man. The camera is perfect because just zooms and. Bam! Like, oh, shit! <laughs> Walks right into it. It's awesome. It, is he dead? It's awesome. And I'm like, awesome. it's one of those, like, Sean hits him and just kind of, like we said with the Triple H match, just kind of falls on to Jericho. One, t- kick out. Oh. And then I'm surprised it took, like, 12 minutes for Sean to do this. I'm sorry, 18 minutes to do this. The flipped upside down in the corner. Yeah, there it is. I'm surprised he waited it that is. long to do it because he loves breaking this out. He waits till the end of the match to do it. <laughs> Yep, flips upside down the turnbuckle. He falls back into Jericho, who tries to do a back suplex. Nope. No thanks. Victory roll. There it is. He scores pinfall 22-34. So, okay, was this actually a victory roll? Because sort, it's of. sort of. It was, it was like a reverse jackknife. I mean, it looked very good. No, yeah, he... I, it's similar to a victory roll. It's like because he got picked up for the back suplex, and then he like spins around, rolls forward, and then he has Jericho's legs trapped. Well, yeah, he's he's he uses his legs to hook the arms of Jericho and rolls backwards. Yeah, it it looks really good. He basically gave himself a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but he gets the pin, and like, mm. how do we feel about the roll up win for like this match on this stage? But it makes sense. Yeah, and I think. Especially with the way things happened immediately following the bell. Well, I mean, kind of I going, was pretty okay with it. Kind of bookends the feud he had with Triple H, where how did he beat Triple H at SummerSlam? With the roll-up. Roll-up. Yeah. Whenever Sean doesn't think he can put you away, he'll resort to stuff like this. He'll use those tricks of the trade. It works. And it's, and it's so easy to sell the heart of Shawn Michaels, right, when he's not getting dominating wins because he's he's sneaking in these incredible, you know, instantaneous victories yeah it's like because he just he can turn any any momentum sean will turn it into a pin that you're not going to break exactly and sean is kind of forced into playing that role yeah because he's typically the smallest guy in the ring Mm -hmm. and and jericho are roughly the same size Right. right but it makes sense for sean's career as a whole to win matches with a roll-up yeah and 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 this is the story that they tell sean is the better man. He is... Chris Jericho was not able to... He out-wrestled him. Yeah. Ultimately. He did. At the end of the day. I mean, they out-wrestle each other at various yeah. stages of this match, yeah. but at the end of the day, it was like, 
Jericho was so blinded by his pride yep. and his need to be better that he just didn't see this. He, like This is what Sean that's does. Sean wins a lot of matches like this. Well, that's a great point. Just that he gets the roll-up. He gets this pin out of nowhere, and you can't break it in time. That's what he does. He was so blinded by his desire to prove he was better that he just... Sean saw an opening, and he took it, and he beat him. And this is my favorite post-match sequence in the history of professional wrestling. The, wow. The hug after is really good. Uh, well, no, not phenomenal. just the hug, just like the way Sean's like, I did it. Hey, guys, I still got Mr. it. WrestleMania is back. And yeah. you just see Jericho in the corner just like, no. Shocked. Totally I, shocked. No, I kicked out. I, I kicked out. No. He, he had in the referee face at the whole one. He's like, I, I thought I had him. And it gets up, tears in his eyes, the hug. Yeah, Sean's the hug look, is good. Sean's looking at him, and, and, he, and you can see Sean say, awesome. You know, like that's the word he mouths to Jericho. Awesome. And you could just see, you could hear JR going, that's what it's all about, folks, right there. That's what it's about. <laughs> Without missing a beat, Jericho kicks him in the ball. And I was infuriated. I was so pissed when I saw this for the first well, time. Well, so was JR. Oh, he's <laughs> oh, that son of a bitch. How dare you? That's damn sure sad by Chris Jericho. It, it it was it's a really really good moment, Paul. To your point, as a post match segment, it you know as because I think and it does lend itself to the finish that we had. Because had we had a sweet chin music for the win, I don't think we get this post match. You know what the best part about this is Jericho caught an audible. Seriously? Yeah, he wasn't supposed to do that. Oh, I didn't know that. He did it because he was getting a babyface reaction. But what? What a genius! I, yeah. mean, I mean, again, it speaks to well, how he, incredible. He's sitting there like crying, like. <laughs> Uh, you're my hero. I almost, I almost had it. And Sean's like, "Oh, come on, kid. You're, you're okay." Like giving him like the whole, mm-hmm. "You almost had me. You almost had me." But I, I'm smarter than you. It, like they're both getting this big baby face reaction, and he's like, "I'm gonna kick in the balls." And Sean's like, "Do it." Not Man. only, not only does this talk to you about how Chris Jericho, like as a, as a person, as a human, is just smart and just gets it. Right. Well, because if he doesn't do that next night, he's turning babyface. I don't care right. what anybody says because he had this very valiant babyface like match. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He only really. He didn't really do that much heel stuff in this no. match. He's a little bit, but for the most part, like this is two valiant babyfaces trying to overcome the other one. But it speaks to to me the character Chris Jericho. Yeah. And right, that's just he he understands the business. Whether you like him or not, you have to admit he is a very smart man. He knows how this business yeah. works. Yeah, and he knew if he wanted to get heel heat, he had to do this. So I actually I had a question, and and I'll pose it to you guys. And I was thinking about this: Is this the last WrestleMania match that Shawn Michaels wins that he's not supposed to win? You know what I mean? Like when I think about. Shawn Michaels and, and the WrestleManias in the second half of his career. Yeah. You know, I, I think WrestleMania 22, he beats Vince McMahon because he's not yeah, going to lose it's that Vince match. McMahon. Right. And then WrestleMania 24, he beats Ric Flair because he's retiring. Yeah. But like 20, he loses. 21, he loses. 23, he loses. And then 25 and 26. So, yeah, I think so. Isn't that interesting? It's incredible. Because uh, you think all of those matches are... Main event caliber showstopper matches. That but one match of the year. <laughs> right. All PWI. Yeah, yeah. He got the PWI match of the match of the year from 04 to 2010. Interesting. And didn't doesn't win any of them. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't know of anyone else. And and tell me if I'm wrong. 
and and this is not I'm not trying to like I've never made a secret about how much I like Shawn Michaels, but this isn't me trying to put him on a pedestal or anything. But I just can you guys think of anybody else that that lost more big matches and it never mattered? Well, the thing about not Shawn really. Michaels is he is so good because he's able to make the person standing across the ring from him look that much better. Right. That's why if if you are a professional wrestler, you want to have a match against Shawn Michaels because you're going to come out of that match, better. win, lose, or draw, better and looking like gold. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he did. And whenever he's put in these matches up against people who are equally as talented, like a Chris Jericho, like a Kurt Angle, like a Triple H, it's just, it, it's magic. It is. I mean, it is, and and that's. I mean, that's why Sean's on the list already. What, what did we say? Four times already. This, this is his fourth? fourth fourth appearance. Um, you know, and and Jericho, not including the Royal Rumble match. Well, on a card that's absolutely stacked. This right? is the match of the night. This is the match. This yeah. is. Uh, it, it's it's stacked full of five star matches. You've got Rock Austin three, Lesnar Angle, Y two J, and HBK stands out as the most intelligent masterpiece. Of WrestleMania 19. I feel like it's a fair statement. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, favorite moments? Well, I already mentioned all of them. Yeah. <laughs> God, you know the trading forearms. To, really the it. trading forearm yeah. kip ups really was it. a really really wonderful moment. Anything that helped carry the story of Y2J emulating HBK. I love Jericho hitting the sweet chip music. Yeah. I, I think too. it's great. That's, I think it's just fantastic. This is what this match was all about. Yeah, I mean, it's the longest match of the night, and it's the best one on the card. Which I mean, is crazy. The longest match at a WrestleMania is 22 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange to think. I don't know if that's ever happened well, before. Well, uh, the runtime of WrestleMania 19 is only three hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. That's going to be a smooth three hours and 40 minutes. Right. No kidding, because WrestleMania 19 has some bangers like we yeah, were just talking does. about. Right, really the cat does. fight. <laughs> oh my god what uh you know i guess we have to rank it now we do have to rank it and that's uh that's a fun thing that we like to do it's never challenging well why? It's always easy why have we done this to ourselves <laughs> <laughs> whose idea was this uh, well i believe uh i seem to remember getting a phone call yes all around uh what, about may 5th last year yeah hey paul i got a great idea for a podcast we're gonna <laughs> We're going to torture each other <laughs> We're gonna for an re- hour and a half. We're going to review and rank uh, the greatest wrestling matches of all time. Blaine, that's a fantastic idea. I love it. Let's do it. Sorry, guys. Here we are nearly a year later. And I'm like, oh, I shit. I just got the death glare from Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just, well, because I'm looking at this list, and this is tough. This one's tough. Yeah. Well, this is the 28th <laughs> entry on our list. Uh, man. Let's just put it at number one and leave. <laughs> See you guys uh, later. Well, <laughs> number one and number two, <laughs> three, Shawn Michaels. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think this is going to be top five material. Okay. I love I it. Agree. I just don't see it as top five. However, I feel like I would be doing a disservice to it if I didn't put it above John Cena and Shawn Michaels. It's a third the length tells a very compelling story, there, but there are no commercial breaks. There's no Mike Adam Lay. And, uh, <laughs> I think that's a really interesting argument is to put it at number nine. Or, or it, it would be, it would be, it would be number, number 10. 10. 10. Um, I would put it above the John Cena match for a couple different reasons. The main one being a third of the match is not interrupted because of commercials. 
Uh, we get a clear start and finish. There is no... We'll be right back, folks. Here we go. What happened? I don't know, but for some reason, they're on top of the... Uh, like. I, I really wish... It, I don't understand why... Because the cameras don't stop running. I don't understand why the Raw repeats on like, the network, for instance. They don't just... Because they used to do this all the time when you'd watch like the Raw DVDs. They would put in what happens during the commercial break. There's just no commentary. Mm. And I don't understand why they can't do that because I know they have the footage because those cameras do not stop rolling. Right. Because they're always showing us, here's what you missed during the commercial break. And it's like 30 seconds of like a four-minute spot. Um, but just for the sheer fact that I feel like the feud was way more personal. Uh, it wasn't like a... I, I, I feel like the, the Cena-Michaels, which, which was not supposed to happen as we know, that was like the... This old timer, who's only like 42, still has some tricks up his sleeve. How are you going to beat me? Whereas here it's like, I'm still in my prime. I'm going to beat you. So I agree with where on the list you're putting it, but I disagree that it goes over Cena Michaels. Okay. I think it goes right underneath Cena Michaels at number 11. And right above Tully and Blanchard. And right above Tully, Tully Blanchard and Tully, Magnum T.A. Tully, Tully and Magnum. Um, I almost said Terry. I'm like, yeah, you know, Terry and Tully. And I think it's because, uh, I mean, I just just complete honesty, a roll-up finish doesn't do it for me. Um, okay. Over the absolute war that they had, they went almost an hour no, on they, Monday they, Night they Raw. They did go an they, hour. They did it's go just, an hour. We only get to see forty-five minutes of it because right. of fucking commercial breaks, right? And it's just that shit doesn't happen. No, they're it able to uh, put on an absolutely over-the-top performance that is will be forever remembered, and not to, not to say that this match won't be remembered for a long time. Um, you know something. Jericho cited that match as the reason why he got back into wrestling. The 2007 Raw yeah. match. He yeah. saw the Broadway. He's like, "Well, shit, I need to come back." It's it's a master and class. It's a master class in professional wrestling from start to finish in a lot of different ways. And I think that match achieves more than the WrestleMania 19 match. Okay. Well, uh, when we when we ranked that match, we said this will be the standard bearer. It will for the top pretty 10. much. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's gonna it's gonna be hard to crack the top ten at this point if yeah. that's gonna be what we're gonna put at ten. I would put this and this this might surprise you okay uh i i would move it to 15 15 behind trish and lita and i'll tell you why um there is very little flaw with this match i don't know if there's a misstep in the whole thing if there is i didn't see it. we don't see it maybe the face buster yeah uh, yeah it was a but even that looked like it was intentional (laughs) right and when you look at our our list there's not a lot not all these matches are crystal clean you know and not not you know when we talk about perfection we've only talked about that in, in, in a in a small handful of matches well the only match I, I can remember being flawless was our number one and right. that's the reason why I'm like hour and six minutes and you don't make a single mistake exactly <laughs> um, that's, that's impossible but I I think for for me it's 22 minutes and it's wonderful and it's fantastic and it's between two of the greatest ever uh, but um I think it's a phenomenal story, but outside of Chris Jericho, I, I don't. This is, feels very weird for me because, like, with Shawn Michaels being in the match, it it almost automatically makes me go, "What's the limit? The sky? There's no limit here. <laughs> Put it as high no. as we want." Um, but uh, I just think that 
it's it's great, but it it doesn't stand out to me okay. in the ways that some of these other ones well, do and will. I'm, I'm actually I'm happy you mentioned that because uh, when I was doing my research and I said I don't know if it's just because I've seen this match so many times. Right. When I was doing my research, I remember thinking I didn't enjoy that match as much as I thought I would, and I kind of sat there and I was sitting my in my desk and I was going, "Well, I've seen this match." Of all the matches we have on our list, I've probably seen this one the most. And I think just because I've seen it so many times, I I know everything's nothing's going to surprise me yeah. except for the the jump scare, the jump scare super kick. I forgot about that. Um, well, no, Paul, I think you bring up a really good point. Rewatchability, yeah, is how many times can I watch this match over and over again throughout the rest of my life without w- without getting bored? And I, not, I think not that's to say a, I got bored. It well, just, no, but. Understanding what, what, like what you mean by that, yeah, it's yeah. Like it doesn't hit as hard. So, what is the? I don't know that this match has the rewatchability factor that a Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard, that maybe a Nakamura <laughs> and Ibushi, or even that the the triple threat at WrestleMania 32. Yeah, I, I get it. I, I can totally see that. So, I guess the question for me then, if I'm doing the crawl down mm-hmm. using that scale, does it go above? Trish and Lita. I don't think so. It's tough. I mean, this could be the one that splits those those two up. Right? It could they've be. Been, they've been stuck together for a while. This could be the one that does it. Uh, I do think that it's two incredible characters, and they put on a great match, but I don't even know if it's the best match they put on together. Um, because their ladder match, their ladder match might, at might No Mercy the one, is... The one that gave Sean the lazy eye. Yeah. Is a, another great story. And one that we might see somewhere down the line. Um, I'm, I'm confident we'll we'll be sitting at this table talking about that match yeah. at a later date. Yeah. Uh, so I I love the moment after the match. Like that's what I remember the most about this match. Probably yeah. is is the Chris Jericho turn. And I and I think I've said this before. And I'm trying to think what match it was that I I said it for. Uh, but there was something. Oh, re- remember when we did uh, Flair and Steamboat? I had yeah. to cancel the Terry Funk part out of my mind because I hated it. And if I and if I oh, remember, I love that. Right, I know you did. And we had that conversation then. But for me, I was like, this is I hated it. So I just I, wanted to know if you were going and I loved to Harry challenge Funk. you for that title. <laughs> I, uh, I think it's a very hard for son of a bitch. It's it's been too long since I've heard the Terry Funk actually, so that was, that was very very <laughs> worth like it. The third time I've done it. Uh, really liked it, but. Um, if, if the moment that I'm taking away from this match is something that happened after the bell, then it, it, I think it does knock it down a little bit for me. Uh, Honestly, after we talked about it, I'm like, yeah, that ending does leave a little bit to be desired. Not to say that it's not a good ending. I just, part of me is like, couldn't you just done a switch in music? Well, what you have to remember is this is one moment in time. That ending made total sense. Oh yeah, it did. Absolutely. On the card that it was on. But what we're doing is we're putting this up against, at this moment, 27 of the greatest wrestling matches to ever occur. Yeah. So we have to be brutal here. And you know what, Spencer? I'm going to do you one better. I think Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker at No Way Out 2006, currently sitting at 15, is a better wrestling match than this match. But I think this match tells a better story. That's that's where I that's why I I signed so that's where we're stuck. Above. I'm kind of in a similar boat Angle to you on Undertaker. that one. Um, I think you're right. As a wrestling match, I do think Angle Taker is better. Oh, that, that's like the purest form of storytelling. It's incredible. 
Um, but as as a, as two characters, two of the best to ever do it on the grandest stage of them all, with a great story, with a great the way the story finishes after the after the match. Um, that's what puts that one above Kurt Angle Undertaker for me. But I, I mean, I'm whatever. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm with you on that one. I get it. Yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. I think the story going into this is one that I always remember as being uh, really compelling. I don't and know. That's not so much the feeling that I get for the angle and taker. Well, yeah. Well, hey, drop the, the Undertaker like destroyed the ring to prove a point to Kurt Angle after he was drug out in a cart. <laughs> Let us not forget the buggy, the cart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay. Uh, Fifteen. 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 Boy, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. As I said that? before, remember how I pointed out how. It was Sean's fourth appearance. It really is his fifth. So that would be 10 WrestleManias, four WrestleManias, fifth appearance, 15, one, five. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Written in the stars. Are you serious? You just made all that up. <laughs> oh, the numbers? Oh, yeah. That's on the fly. <laughs> oh, the one I told earlier. Oh, no, I, I planned that one out. I'm like, wait a minute. One, 10, four, 10, 14, 14. It's oh my gosh! It's so good. <laughs> uh, hey, listen. We hope you enjoyed reliving WrestleMania 19. Chris Jericho, Shawn Michaels, with us. Um, I'd love to know. Out of 28 matches, where does this one fall for you? You know, I want to know because we we weren't really sure ourselves, uh, but I think we settled in a really good spot. I think so. I feel pretty good. I about agree. It. Um, we're super excited. We have some really really cool stuff coming up on the show. Um, I'm not going to tell you about it yet, but there's going to be a couple of really good things that, that we'll be excited to throw your, your way out there. Um, so don't forget to, to stay in touch with our Twitter at last match cast, because you'll want to stay in tune with what we got going on. Yeah. The, you know, it, it sort of feels a little bit lonely only having three mics around here. Doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. I could, I could see some, um, some growth just, you know, Occasionally, we'll see what happens. That sounds like I have a disease, and I don't mean it that way. <laughs> uh, you might want to get that looked at. Yeah. I, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll see how that feeling makes us makes us uh, you know work in the next couple of weeks. But um, regardless, uh, we don't know what year we'll be in, what baseball field our cell phone carrier will be in. As now well. it sounds like we have like some mental illness. What are you doing to us? It's like I, now we're, now we're like, don't even know what year it is in the middle of a baseball field. We, what? I, is this, is this, uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? The, where they, the field of dreams. That, <laughs> that's, that's the name of she it. Built, they'll come. Yeah. That's the one. A man builds a baseball pitch in his garden for ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, until next time, as always, I'm Spencer. I'm Paul. And I'm Landon. <laughs> and this is Last Match Standing. Last Match Standing.